Yeah, 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 yeah. What it do and what it is. This is the Sensei Senso Show. I am your Sensei Vio Sensei, 24th Dread Kage of the Music Clan, 10th Tribe of Wakanda. And we got a wonderful episode for you. So let's go around. Let's introduce your Senseis. Y'all already know who it is. Shadow the Gold Tooth Villain, leader of the Water Nation, the Zion Panther. If y'all with me, pull y'all double cups up two times. Take your vitamins. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your host, Zach Ivey, a.k.a. your sensei with the beard, long and here, ready to get it in with my people. sensei. Yeah. Hello, friends. It is your sensei, Terry Burden. I'm always pleased to be here. The Birdman is a part of the Sensei Senso podcast because I have so much respect for my co-hosts. What is up, friend? Yo. What is good? How is everybody doing? What's Welcome up? to yes. the show. Thank you for everybody who tuned into last episode, The Return. If you haven't already, we will not be offended. If you stop this episode, you go back, you get caught up. Lots of good a stuff. Because has changed, yes. but a lot is still the same. Lots of good stuff in that episode right there. One Truly. thousand percent. So let's go around. How are you guys keeping Terry? First off, since last time we talked. Vio, I'm good. Uh, you know, it's like every time that that uh, we hear a piece of news, there's a lot of bad news. Of course, the news media uh, tells us a lot of, of uh, negative things. But um, getting together like this is always uh, a, a beautiful time together to uh, exchange some ideas and feel some good energy with you guys. And, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been looking forward to getting together again. For our second episode as the big four. Uh, What's up? The Mew. The Mew. <laughs> the Mew. <laughs> We're going to get clowned on for that. You know that? Yeah. Wow. They don't want to it. smoke. <laughs> they remember. Yeah. Check Facebook. Yeah. Speaking of Facebook, Terry, you mentioned something on the last episode where it's important to find laughter during these difficult times. Yes. If you do not have shadow on any social media... And if you're on the right side of history, there's a lot of laughter. Yeah, if you're not on the right side of history, you're going to be very offended. You're not going to like him. You're not going to like me. We do not care because all y'all are thumb thuggers. You're not out here. We don't see you at the protest. So I don't respect your opinions. Sorry. Thumb thugging. I thumb love thug, it, man. Thumb thugging. Man. Right, I have to make <laughs> a song of it. Bishu thumb thugging. Bishu thumb thugging. Yo, we'll put it on the album with uh, Henny Man, too, as well. We got to drop that as soon <laughs> as. And summertime, people. Henny, 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 uh, it's summertime man. right about now. And they only come around when it's bright sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You 100% <laughs> right. He leaking information. So you've been able to find laughter shadow during these trying times. Times. Tell us about your social media experiences. How are you smiling? I have. Well, you know, I've been in the house. I can't do shit. So no, you can't. So I, you know, it's time to use my Twitter fingers for for the best use possible. You yeah, can do saying? shit. It's just in the house. Yeah. <laughs> I can. I can yeah. do a lot online. Yeah, I can do a whole lot on the goddamn internet. I'll tell you that much. A but civil social. Right word. now, I I have to social distance, and social distancing doesn't work very good when you try to talk shit. Because they can't hear you in the mask on. So we just, virtual works a lot better right now. That being said, Facts. being down at the protest, I realized one thing that is a peaceful way to combat the system efficiently, effectively. Okay, talk to the people. Let's go. Roasting. Oh, fire. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, if you give the, if, if you give the cops and everything, the energy of you being upset and, and, and it looks like they took a piece of your soul. That's what they feed on. They like that supervillain shit, you know. They like to be they like to be yeah, they like to be Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor and they like to be uh Batman. No, who's what's, Batman. His, what's his goddamn uh Joker Bane. Joker? They, yeah, Bane. Yeah. That's who these cops wanna be. Yeah. They wanna be Bane. That's they who they all be think Bane they are. Sure. <laughs> they all think that they Bane, but ain't put in the Himalayan training that ba- that that Bane put in. So there's a little I'm bit. I'm glad of that it. you said that because um, <laughs> Joe Rogan did a podcast with the uh, Marine Jocko. He's Jocko first He's first name based at this point, and one of the things he mentioned is you're dealing with scared people because they ain't been put through the ringer. They ain't trained. They don't Maybe we they put all the police officers in a hole and they have to jump their way out. Just... You know what they're trained to do? They're trained to handle noise complaints is what they're trained to do. Okay. And you we'll, talking about what's going we'll on get in to your that. life. And we'll get to that. <laughs> and we will get to That's that. Right. But that being said, I was at the protest and I went live 
And obviously the cops, they had called in cops from Weber County, Provo County, Idaho County. Like they they called in the cavalry like they was ready to ride out. So all to protect the precinct, mind you. You I think they were spray painting during the protest. They were spray painting the the precinct. They weren't really doing nothing crazy. You know, they didn't they didn't burn it down. I'll tell you that much. They didn't start no fires or nothing. But so they felt that they needed to bring the tanks out and the battle gear and, and, and all that shit. So they look goofy to us <laughs> because nobody's trying to start a war with y'all. We're just talking shit. So what I do, I go live and I start flaming the cops all the shoes, man. Look, I, I, got, I got on his shoes. I, I got on his, uh, his Donkey Kong helmet, man. <laughs> I got... <laughs> I got on. I got I don't on the think that tank. You, one of the things I feel like you missed an opportunity was to talk about how he didn't actually fit into his suit, <laughs> kind of like Captain America before he got the Super before Soldier just, Serum. Yes. Oh, skinny ass! I want to fight for my country, ass boy. You missed that opportunity. I, did. I wanted to be there. For <laughs> so, a couple of cops started giggling, started snickering when they heard me flaming. The, the officer about his about his nightstick <laughs> oh man and about yeah and, and about them well, yeah he probably had them he probably had 33s 35s on the tank ain't nothing crazy rusted you know what i'm saying antenna probably got reception in afghanistan it was, no yeah. fm radio <laughs> <laughs> beatboxing on their way to war you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> riding on a tin can you know what i'm saying but <laughs> But that being said, there was a lot of you know there was a lot of people in the crowd that were engaging and laughing over over the matter, and old boy was kind of embarrassed because uh. bro, it's not our fault that they, they that you got the last pick in the uniform <laughs> closet, bro. I don't know, I don't know the rank you hold. I don't know how y'all do it. I understand we're all a band of brothers, and I guess you must be the youngest brother in the band. But yeah. <laughs> he he was looking he was looking scrubbish, so we started flaming him, and it brought everybody together, and it was amazing because. It was a good energy. It wasn't like a rioting energy. It was an energy that everybody kind of <laughs> wanted to get in on it and get their jokes off. If you had any jokes, if you don't have any jokes, please do what, we've did, what we did in our junior high days, and that's go online and find comedians that have jokes that you can use <laughs> to crack off. <laughs> nah, what you can do is you can also, if you're feeling bullied, just call a self-help line. You know what I'm saying? and Or just quit your job. If you're not handled to be there, <laughs> then you, know, you can go do something where they can't make fun of you like that, and you'll be good, I guess. A lot of solutions. Some of them are going to help you. Some of them are not. But the what's important, you find a solution because this ain't going anywhere. We're cracking these jokes. We're empowered now. Guess what? We got social media. The dogs ain't coming out like that. You can't just do those hoses without it going viral. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get these jokes. <laughs> but Ivy mentioned something that I want to give him the moment to talk about it when we come back from the break. Because you mentioned getting shot, uh, shut down by the police. The most recent interaction with the newly defunded mob. So when we come back from this break, let's hear a little bit more about what happened to you. And let's get into our first segment where we dive into what's going on in Seattle. We're going to talk a little bit about whose life life matters and more on the Sensei Said So Show. Let's do it. Shadow clone, shoot soon. But if you ain't about it, homie, lazy nigga, do you? Say 
you wanna make it, homie, I can see right through you I would put it all on the line for this, would you? Respect your life for me, your maker. I'm the one that brought you in this world, boy. I'm your savior. Never turn your back on your family. Fuck them haters. I just want the dollar bill. I can't give a fuck about how you feel. Why you think my niggas popping pills? I just do this for the fucking thrill. On the real, I know. to the sensei said so show that was struggle by your very own senseis vo sensei and shadow music clan make sure y'all check that out on the website musicclan.com m-u-z-i-c musicclan.com where y'all can check out all the other podcasts all of our other content and past episodes yes that being said ivy we we was just getting back to you right before the break. If you want to touch a little bit on you got shut down. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it shut down. We, we escorted him to, to how the police do. They come, yeah, they yeah, escort yeah. you to be quiet, they, and if you don't, they escort you to jail. Yeah, exactly. they escorted him to silence. <laughs> they they showed up and they gave me. Well, they didn't give me two options. The the only option they gave me was like, we needed to like turn it down. We we just needed to turn and like turn it on, down or turn it down. Yeah, it was it was turn it down. And like the the biggest thing was is like. Um, was there a complaint? I, yeah, there were, I guess, a couple of complaints, obviously. But my, you know, my understanding was that 60 decibels outside your property range was, like, the goal. That's what I've been informed on, right? And I didn't think I was above 60 decibels. I thought I was playing music, you know, right. and, and, like, doing a live set. And that's just how I earned my income. You know, that's how I used to earn my income, I guess, before the whole COVID thing happened. But... Apparently it was too loud, and three officers showed up to tell me that. Did it take three officers to just come by and be like, "Hey, yo, can you turn your music down?" So in that moment, as a U.S. taxpaying, <laughs> home-owning citizen, how did it make you feel that loaded? I mean, armed individuals pulled up <clears throat> to tell you to turn your music down. Well, you know, one thing I noticed was like, uh, the way they came up, it it was it was not like they felt threatened. Probably because I'm just like a white guy back here doing his music, doing hip hop music or whatever. But, you know, the the other thing that I checked, and this is just being like a gun owner, is okay, these guys are armed individuals. There are multiple clips on waistbands. You know, no hands on guns or anything like that. But there, you know, I'm I'm obviously outnumbered right here. I'm caught with my pants down basically. I'm out I'm out with a microphone in my hand. I'm not you know, any I'm not anything to where if I felt like I was gonna be harmed or it, it was comply or not and so but they were they were telling me just to turn it down and like i could keep i could they could hear me from two blocks away or two houses away and you know i i just was asked to turn it down do you think they know the decibel limit (laughs) 
I don't think they know. I don't think they know the discipline. I don't think they were prepared. And if I and if I were even prepared, which I wasn't, if I was prepared to be like, okay, well, you know, let's go stand out there and let's go measure this and make sure that I am breaking the law. Right. So the argument is. So the argument being made right now is it shouldn't be the police handling a situation like that. Absolutely. We should diversify the way we handle situations. I, so what if somebody who didn't have a gun, but they're like, hey, we're the local, what, what do we call them? We're the, the Nighthawks. Lo- we're, we're the local Nighthawks. <laughs> yeah. We go around and we just. We're the neighborhood we watch. at night. <laughs> yeah. Our problems. Even even if it was like a neighbor who came over and was like, "Hey, yo, like," you would have respected it. I would have been like, "Okay, cool," because the, what I have is I have a system that allows me to sh- stream straight into my phone, so they hear good quality no matter how loud it was. But with you know summer being here and being able to maybe possibly do something outdoors, I've invested in my own system, like my own PA system, and I wanted to like you know come outside and bump. Like, come outside and play some music and do a live set and give it to them, you know, give it to people who've been missing live shows yeah, and, and practice my craft. And, you know, it didn't take three officers to tell me that. And, Even, it, was, and it was 7 o'clock. It was, it, it was, it was, it was, like, it was, it oh, was 3.30. <laughs> yeah, it was 3.30 in the afternoon. So. <laughs> you should be able to make as much noise as you want during my, the day. My shit, Most everybody's at work. Yeah, my like, shit wasn't as loud as a lawnmower. We'll just say that much. Wow, like, I'm thinking about that. Like it was broad day. How's somebody gonna tell you to stop construction on your house if you got if it's too loud? Like how are they gonna do well, that? Exactly. Well, that that's what I'm saying. Like I, you know, and like I, I'm a big firm believer that like if it if it this is. This is just maybe my understanding is like maybe it was just because it was hip hop music. Like yeah. I was out, I was out point. here I was out here with some hip hop music and so yeah, the test sh- subject is now you need to do it tomorrow with classical Beethoven Mozart. <laughs> yeah, I, I was dude, before we set up on my on my system, you know, shouts out the the OG Frank Sinatra. I was playing some Frank Sinatra as loud as like I was playing anything else and it was it was pretty fine. Well, in the situation where you encounter these guys, these guys, these, yes. these guys, these weapons, <laughs> these, guys. these weapon carrying. This gang uh, rolled up to my house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what occurs to me right away is, okay, so if you say, right, if you flex back a little bit and say, uh, you know, let's take a look at that decibel meter. Can, can we do that? Let's, uh, let's, um, you know, let's get into the numbers. Mm-hmm. And at that point, are you setting yourself up for more visits for any reason. I mean, you know, when they rolled up, it wasn't, let me see your ID or anything like that. I feel like if I would have pushed back, it would have been, let me see your ID. Let's, you know, let's take into account who this person is and where they are. And like, at that point, it, it comes down to just me knowing what my rights are and me doing my own research and making sure I'm well within the boundaries. I'm respecting you know, I I get sound ordinance right. Like I understand, like completely. But it's I like do not. it's it's. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I don't get the sound yeah. ordinance. I <laughs> we're we're out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, people working from home, and like I, I'm trying to be the good neighbor or whatever that like I, that neighbors want, right? Like I don't want a bunch of assholes living next to me. Facts. Like, trying to be state farm. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like a good neighbor, Zach Ivy's right here mowing his lawn and making sure everything's cool. But like, I also want to do what i do and right you're working from home yeah exactly (laughs) and and like today you know respectively today like i was able to generate some income off of the little time that i had on the facebook live you know through the people who've listened to my music from day one that was great it got cut short because people were upset about it obviously and so it was just like you know karen in the game yeah (laughs) i don't even know yo if if (laughs) It, it might have been Karen, but it might have been it might have been just like Can't. so. There are a Ken. lot of <laughs> Karen. There Ken. are a lot of people who would agree with you. They say like, "Hey, I should have my civil liberties. I should be able to do what I want." And we actually see, and this is so interesting that we get to see, like as somebody who studies humans and how we operate, it's so fascinating to see what's going on in Seattle with Chop turned to Chaz the anarchist state, whatever people, right? whatever your perspective exactly. is. Exactly. But what people have decided to do is say, let's see what a society looks like when we ban the archaic version of what we call police. And they did go to the extreme of saying, we're going to police our own without any proper planning because 
we're in COVID, we're in a pandemic. Like they didn't have time to sit down and actually think about what Pitotopia would look like. Shout exactly. Out to the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Pitopia, so, bro. So we're seeing the most extreme, but the realest version of Americans being like, let's show you how American we can be. Like, We'll create an America within America. So while some people see it as scary, some people see it as liberating. I mean, I think there's a lot of perspective. Isn't that like the most American thing you could fucking State do sometimes? You know, when thinking about it, like when thinking about the whole becoming of America, right? Like it was a people sick and fucking tired of the way shit was going and decided, hey, we're just going to go do it ourselves across the pond. And, and like centralized power. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the way they did it was right because they fucking were all... Okay, so people all the time will argue about like the white slaves, right, in England. But that does not give you the right to just jump the pond and then start slavery over the African people like that like it's just you know if you're so pissed off that it happened to you and you know that it's fucking wrong don't just jump the pond and do it so like but anyways like regardless americans were sick of shit went over and did their own thing like that's what the chops doing i feel like it's always happened terry what are your thoughts on it when you see what's going on like i don't think it's happened before as far as i know so like i'm always fascinated by and intrigued by uh, the folks who will take a, a situation like that and sort of be disgusted by it. And, you know, it's, it's right. It's anarchy. It's, you know, it's all these negative things. And uh, for some reason, I've always had a, kind of a gear when I see things like that happen that I, I just love it because it's stretching the boundaries of what we're considering in our space. And right. Hey, a little bit of anarchy isn't necessarily a bad thing. No. I mean, what's your reasoning behind it, right? Like the Confederacy leaving the U.S. and trying to do their own thing? Like, get the fuck out of here, first of all. That's just – we'll just draw that line right there. But, like, Chop's but, fighting but, for a different reason. Well, well you, have, you have a great point, and I want to touch on this point because this is kind of too American, is the fact that we can glorify a loser, is a little too American. Yep. Because it's in our history mm. that the Confederacy lost. Big Not only that, but Texas was like, I will, if, if we can't have slaves, then we'll just start our own nation. Do you? Nobody said y'all can't do you. Y'all, y'all do you. But once they had to secede and everybody had to be one union and we had to actually stick together under one flag that everybody's mad as fuck for kneeling about, y'all is still waving another flag of right. the losing portion of america Your second so place we still have the, we still, so we still have that divide of the winners and losers but the losers are scorned because they still believe that this is you know this nation is still theirs i don't know why i don't know maybe y'all can touch on that a little bit more uh terry you can touch on that a little bit more but that's how i see that 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 is american culture to me american history is they're sore, sore losers. We don't know how to lose. We will cheat before we, before we, before we let loose. But you're seeing, man, that's heavy. But you're it's seeing true, an extreme example of it with how the police are handling the situation. Where now that the the people that are paying for their salaries are saying, "We demand more accountability. We demand your job to be a little bit more difficult." Fact. As the people who dictate the way your job gets paid and compensated, I think we as the people have a right to have expectations. Fucking facts. And they're taking the very loser approach of, oh, then we'll quit. (laughs) So it sends a message to me is like, oh, so if you guys can't run rampant and and murder people without checks and balances. Right, we're hurt because... Because we can't do it the way we want to do it, which is the way that we're accustomed to doing it. Exactly. And so, right... I take the, take it Does in it a different sense. example. If you called Comcast and you're like, yo, we have an outage in our area. The internet speeds are not fast enough. And they said, how dare you complain? We quit. Yeah. No more internet for you. <laughs> yeah. You how many what? Karens are losing their fucking You mind? know what? Listen, people. A lot. I, I've been. I've been in this argument on Facebook countless times recently and what was what was explained to what I tried to explain was again what I've always said is like it doesn't mean that Officer Joe isn't going to walk the old lady across the street. It doesn't mean that he's not like a good dude. It means that the way he was trained to handle these specific types of situations is 
bad. Therefore, he doesn't know how to do the right thing, which means bad cop, right? right. Like, he's not good at his job. Right, like a customer exactly. service agent that hasn't been taught empathy is a bad customer service. The high and tight, the low and loose, you know, if doesn't you remember mean episode a bad one. Person. Doesn't mean that they aren't, they don't have kids that they love, but in terms of you doing your job, you're not good exactly. at it. Exactly. And he told me, you don't know what these guys go through. They're trained every day, and, you know, how would you feel if you had to walk into a, a murder and then walk into this and then have to go help some dude change his tire and all this stuff? And I said, you know what? This dude should have known that going into the job before he knew if that right. was going <laughs> to fuck him up or not. Like, it, you know, like, if he knew that this was going to fuck him up mentally or if he didn't know, if he didn't take that into accountability, then he shouldn't have signed up for the fucking job. Or you can look at go it in a bigger cars. picture. If the system that is putting these cops in a position and they care about them so much, why are they not investing more into the livelihood, the mindset, and the mentality of these officers? So these are the different things, and this is why we have this show, is to come up with these solutions because the things we talked about way back when, we're seeing them happen today. Marijuana was one of them. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about how we planted the seeds. <laughs> this. We, we are the reason that it got legal out here. Y'all better thank y'all senseis because we were on the front lines battling for y'all to get that medicinal marijuana. To be honest, welcome. What? It was the first thing, welcome. is the first thing I ever voted for. <laughs> exactly. So let's take a musical break, and then let's come back and let's talk about that a little bit more because the little Salt Lake City's changing. Big Lake City. Take your vitamins. Play my round. Pack in my bags, up ain't no need to save him now, no save him. I'm leaving town. I hit the highway, I got all my windows down, my windows. Got no more problems, I got no more fitness luck, so wish me, so wish me luck. I push with everything, still feel I ain't enough, I ain't enough. But you can't tell me nothing. If you don't know what pain is, and you can't tell me nothing. If you don't know what pain is, if you don't know what pain is, it's all the blur. When you see the city lights, it's all the blur. Cup of Hennessy on ice, it's all the blur. Fool me once, to fool me twice. You ain't about the kind of life. You ain't about the kind of life. It's all the blur. Ride it down to go get it. Had to never broke image. All fight, no dentist. All fight, no gimmick. All fight till I'm finished. All fight till it's over. Problems only tend to show up when approaching that blow. Listen, don't talk if you don't know us. You don't know us. It's all the blur. You really want me to do After all the bullshit I've been through Listen, I play hard Try to keep my cool Try to keep my cool My cool What you really want me to say After all the problems that you face You close your eyes They fade away It's all the blur But you can't tell me nothing If you don't know what pain is And you can't tell me nothing If you don't know what pain is If you don't know what pain is It's all the blur when you see the city lights, it's all a blur. Cup of Hennessy on ice, it's all a blur. Fool me once, to fool me twice. You ain't about the kind of life. You ain't about the kind of life. It's all a blur. But you can't tell me nothing. If you don't know what pain is. And you can't tell me nothing. If you don't know what pain is. If you don't know what pain is, it's all a blur. How you gonna fake a million? Tell me what shit you really on. Already tried to kill me once. Pride never kept it real with you. Fucking pride never kept it real with us. I just wanna know you still in love. Are you still in love? Are you still in love with me? But you can't tell me nothing. If you don't know what pain is. And you can't tell me nothing. If you don't know what pain is. If you don't know what pain is, it's all the blur. When you see the city lights, it's all the blur. Cup of Hennessy on ice, it's all the blur. Fool me once, then fool me twice. You ain't about the kind of life. You ain't about the kind of life. It's all the blur. No, not on that. No song. I'll drive. Yo, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I just covered it, bro. Are you here? Welcome back. 
to the Sensei Said So show. That was Zach Ivy with Blur. Yes, sir. He's on Spotify. Check him out at Get It Right Records. For those of you following along and taking notes on this very important episode, it's right. W-R-I-T-E. Get It Right Records. There we go. There we go. I am your Sensei Terry Burden, and we are back. We are breaking it down and building it up on this second episode of the the Mew, as we're calling it, <laughs> the Mew. fifth season, 66th episode, I think, in total of the Sensei Said So show. There we go. But, uh, the second time that Zach Ivey and yours truly have been here. And, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit. We're going to we're going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about marijuana, and we're going to talk about the uh, <laughs> intersection of uh, the medicinal qualities of an herb that one of my old uh, Icelandic buddies uh, used to say is grown by God. And indeed, I'm telling you, they knew. The Lord himself said, let's have a little something for the tranquility and for the laughter Shadow was uh, alluding to uh, having a laugh. We try to have a laugh on this podcast, even while we're discussing uh, heavy subjects. And uh, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about as we uh, talk about COVID in, uh, in these days of 2020 uh, is something that I think that we're probably going to be talking about a lot more as we continue on uh, with upcoming episodes of the podcast is the economic impact of this pandemic, and I've been thinking a lot about it. Uh, Ugh, it sucks. Who, yeah, it's heavy. It's it heavy. It sucks. Uh, a long time ago, I went to uh, business school and got an MBA, so one of the things that nice. I learned how to do there is to uh, look at systemic uh, impacts of individual actions. In this case, of course, you know we're, we're very concerned about uh, folks who are uh, suffering from this uh, virus, but by the same token, whether you get the virus or not, it is a heavy impact that, as Zach said, we're all feeling uh, the, the after effects of having to now, three into four months, uh, be at home. Uh, I heard some statistics today that, uh, and I don't remember the exact number, I'll apologize for that, but uh, suffice to say that there are even more uh, applications, I want to say north of 25 million uh, applications for unemployment benefits across the great United States mm-hmm. of America. And, uh, Greater than even the Great Depression. Yeah. Tell yeah, it. It's absolutely. huge right now. And uh, as we're uh, <laughs> recording tonight at the uh, lovely home of uh, Zach and Mackenzie Sky Ivy, uh, I've been thinking a lot about what is still on the way and whether we're referring to renters or uh, mortgage holders, homeowners, is that this slowdown in the movement of money uh, is starting to and is going to heavily impact the banking system. And one of the things that, you know, we were talking about Chaz up in Seattle and, and things that, that people are upset about. Um, suspending rents is something that is going to come back into the dialogue much, much more so as, uh, you know, it's easy to kick people out of their house, whether it's a rental house or, or a house that you got a mortgage on. Right. right. But uh, what are we going to do when uh, when the money slows down? Because if somebody's not paying their rent and, and you kick them out, that's fine. But you're not going to get anybody to replace uh, that, that renter. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. So who's going to so, move in? Yeah. Problems. There's no solution in just kicking people out because in the end, <laughs> moving money around and people having money to be able to pay their rent is the key. And you don't solve anything by uh, by kicking somebody out, well, when, I mean, especially when there's nobody to, to come behind and rent. Uh, that space. I mean, everybody uh, who owns a, an apartment complex and, and kicks out renters is imagining that there's going to be somebody who's going to show up and say, "Oh yeah, I want to pay first, last security deposit, <laughs> all uh, the requirements, all the pay. requirements, right?" <laughs> and uh, so, you know, when we talk about the impact of uh, this virus, this pandemic, it's one of the things that that I'm really 
thinking about a lot. And as I was riding over here today, uh, listening to some so-called economic experts, and one of the things that uh, I want to encourage not only my uh, co-senseis, but also all of you listeners out there to do is to have some original thought on where we're going with this economic situation. Because uh, let me tell you, the leading economists don't they don't have answers i mean i'm listening to to guys gals who are supposed to be uh the most um educated in these areas and man they're guessing just like we are i mean i listened to a guy who who (laughs) who recorded uh, a youtube video three days ago and the number of points that he was off he i mean simply i mean Literally, we could we could pull somebody off of the sidewalk, walking by the Ivy residence here, and, and ask them what they think, and, next and week ask them what like. they think, and get <laughs> as informed. They'll be close of opinions, yeah. So uh, I guess that's really the thing that that is um, kind of stuck in my brain that I keep coming back to is that we're just getting started. I mean, everybody's ready to go back to work, and everybody's ready to go back to normal life. But the fact of the matter is that normal life is what we previously defined it as is not going to be. And the, so- and, the, and the craziest issue about that is they had just recently come out with uh, this is a, uh, a rumor, obviously, I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, some sort of vaccine that was going to cost up yes. to two thousand plus dollars for the six part treatment for to combat COVID-19. I don't know if you guys heard about that, that they just had that they just had released so that in itself because of our system not being free health care now that's every citizen un- unemployed and employed who might catch it now has to shell out two thousand dollars in order for it to, not to disrupt their and it's their money flow. ridiculous but yeah. that's that's going to cripple their money flow so right. it's, it's, it's counterproductive for the vaccine to be that much money in a place where there's no free health care. So maybe we should at least do some sort of funding to get the vaccines uh, pro bono, you know, free so or, or at some sort of discount this on, on the welfare makes. program that everybody can then not be as scared to go out because there is a vaccine that won't break your bank. You might have to come out with something, but you can at least have it treated. I mean, obviously, the best plan is to just stop testing, right? Like, <laughs> I thought that was the... I thought that was the best plan to have no COVID was to just stop testing. But this is what makes COVID. it such an interesting time that we live in because we've had economic crisis and we've had pandemics, but rarely, if ever, have we lived through both. And so what we're going to have to pick the pieces up is how do we find solutions that don't cripple certain like industries, right? right? How do you make certain decisions without putting people out of homes? How do you do these things? <laughs> the entertainment industry. <laughs> exactly. Because Terry said the most interesting thing that has been the most fascinating thoughts that I've when I've been in my house is normal life. And that word normal. Right. Because what we're starting to see is what does normal actually mean? Were we actually living in a false sense of reality. Again, it was Jutsu, a fantasy. Was, it was yeah. a fantasy. So yeah. we're it's a heavy thought because, and I don't want to like, and I'm in entertainment. I understand, but I don't, it's just, it's so crazy that people had an idea like, Oh, being a bartender was a steady form of income until it's not. Right. It's fucking and nobody been. could predict that. Oh, that job becomes obsolete, obsolete baby. And, and we're dealing with the, truly what is the actual normal life for any organism which is adapt or die now nothing has had to make our economy adapt nothing has had to really make our sense of living adapt like covid so now we're in a situation where it's like do we adapt or do we just spin our wheels and this becomes the end and and but you got to remember the adaptation is going completely against the system that's already in place the system already in place is is a capitalistic system, you know, free market, whatever. We put caps on it because people were making too much money. But at, at the end of the day, it's essentially free market. Psych. So because of what's going Wait, on, right. now we have to essentially turn socialism in order to protect everybody to get through this. Yes. But going socialism is the complete opposite of what everybody that got paid doing in, capitalism is going to do right unless now. Unless you're in the <laughs> entertainment industry, because just imagine this. Now going to a concert becomes a luxury, 
high class service. Guess who's fucking? <laughs> guess whose ticket prices go up? Songwriters, yeah. performers, comedians, NFL players who already have high ticket, who already have high ticket things. Yeah, but like now there's the a live the it, live yeah. show being able to go out and enjoy that again. The the ones who make the music and who can perform are going to be the ones who are able to be like, well, you want me to risk my life as well in order to give you this show, this experience that you you had a taste of and now can maybe not experience again for the next 10 years, you know, right. until something solid comes around. Like, at, at this point, it's like, you want to talk about capitalism. That's the way we as artists capitalize yes. right there. Yes. You know? Yeah, the force, the force to adapt doesn't, like, and that's the situation. It's, it's the artist's creators that are able to embrace the change and embrace the uncertainty and then in the uncertainty you find your answers you look at ivy and everything he's invested into like i can't do anything outside of my house so we do it at the house we're gonna do it in the house and that's why one of the the concepts that i have loved and this is where if i don't know how we often get religious on this podcast but this is where the idea of the meek shall inherit the earth comes in because (laughs) Everybody who grew up poor, everybody who grew up disenfranchised, oh, we're ready for this shit. Really? Oh, <laughs> dude, we know we're how to. We can adapt, dude. We can do this. This is nothing. So, this is where oh, everybody who lived in luxury and they were in comfort and when they had their feelings, it's oh, it's time to go off to the vineyards. Like, you mean and, I can't go to Starbucks anymore? Um, mm. Mm. But if you grew up putting peanut butter on pop tarts as a dinner to Fuck get your protein, <laughs> there's there's this no short of a peanut butter and there's no short no. of a bread. Oh. You mean to tell me I could put peanut butter surviving? And you mean I could put bread, butter, and jam on one piece of toast? Now you used to them Lysol wipes, and then, 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 then I look. So what it might I, be bad for you? <laughs> so using the idea like the idea of normal life, I think what we're seeing is humanity is being pushed to a new sense of normality, which is the way every organism on this planet is forced to live. Sorry. Which is not adapt sorry. Or We're die. supposed yeah. to share, man, and we're not going to do it. We're, we're so bad at sharing. Tigers don't share sorry, with leopards. Not sorry. It's so crazy. Lemurs don't share with elephants. They adapt or they die. Lemurs <laughs> don't share with elephants. Do they even eat the same food? I think, it don't I think that might be the line of the podcast. They ain't sharing shit. It I don't matter. They're they, they, they not sharing rocks. They're no, you think about trees. it though. Like elephants, elephants do share with some like birds and shit. Like the birds will land on them. They'll eat some shit. But elephants definitely don't share with lemurs. That's the fucking shit. And that's a fact. And that's, that's what you're here for. On the Sensei Said So show. So let's leave it at that. You lemurs share with you elephants. You elephants share with your lemurs. And we'll come back with some more on the Sensei Said So show. Don't break the cycle. It's not as weird as us having a donkey and his elephant.
Chris. I've been told I'm the hope in the shit. A lot of niggas can't cope with a switch. Gotta do them like Joe and get the switch. Mama know we the way we get rich. Exchange by Shadow, followed by Never Stop Me off of his latest album, Season. Man, when did that drop, man? Man, that that was 2018. It was real, it was a real dope album. Y'all, y'all go check it out. I had uh, Sensei on there. I had Lavish Year. on there. <laughs> we was going up, went on tour, did the whole shit. So and you can fun. and you can find all this stuff on MusicClan.com, right? Yes, y'all. All right, sure so MusicClan.com. You know where to find it. And I just recently saw some memories of that tour. That was, that that was around this time, right? Like that was around yeah, this time. Yeah, man, I'm itching, man. I'm feeling. I know, man. man. I you feel mentioned it. it. <laughs> it's weird when that I season know. comes around. You feel I it, and you're be like, out the fucking city. I'm trapped in this bitch, man. man it's it's so weird to see that shit. Talk. It's it's so you know, weird. It's it's and the rollout we had was really dope because we went from summer season, and then at the end of it, we did a bunch of festivals. We oh, did the. Yeah. We did Utah State Fair. We did uh, the Urban Arts. Urban uh, Arts Festival. And we did the DIY Festival. There's so Festival. much going on, and now everything's shut down. It's a tragic story. I'm sad I didn't do the DIY, uh, DIY Festival again because they did a virtual show. And I, was like, oh, I don't know about cool. that virtual stuff yet, man. I'm not really. It's tough. I'm, I, I'm not sold yet. It's you tough. know, like to compete with the To compete with the live show market, it's nowhere near there you're know saying but nope. i see the potential but you know i don't how do you feel about it how do you feel about the? i mean like dude i've i've definitely had my like success stories with it i've definitely had some good shows online because it's like the the fan group comes on they they come strong and like mm-hmm. they know they're stuck in the house just like we are right like your fans are the, the people who really listen to you are stuck in the house like you are they're probably going to jump on and see what you got to say the same people who are commenting on your shit yeah. are probably the same people who are going to drop by on your live video and be like what up i'm not gonna lie though um i had one of the best times i've ever had when i was just in my basement on instagram i was watching the t-pain versus Lil john battle Nice. And it was yes. one of the fun nights. Well, I have that ever that had. that that's dope. That's dope. But that's a 
production. But I'm saying, I'm saying? Like, this is where Kinda. because I look at I look at old videos because I've been watching old basketball videos and I just see a crowd of thirty thousand people and I'm like that looks so weird now that we've been social distanced and <laughs> so it's become the new norm. Like, yeah, it's weird. To you see watch movies where people, people are like walking next to each other and shit, and you're just like, no, what? <laughs> Stay away. Our minds are changing in terms of what what we yeah. new normal. We as Homo new sapiens normal. adapt quick. And we've been doing it since evolution has started, and we'll keep doing it. That's my honest opinion. Like the one thing that ev- that we as Homo sapiens have never had to battle against as evolution is also liberties as Americans. Facts. Because yeah. one thing that you're seeing is the statement of "give me liberty or give me death." Americans are willing to really test that line. A lot of people are really just like, I don't care about what's going on. It's infringing on my rights, and I'm an American, so I'll do whatever the hell I want. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, and I thought that was really interesting because I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about their experience going to Russia. And one of the takeaways they had was they realized that our concept of freedom is manufactured because it's not real in other places. Our individuality where we're like, me. Mine. I think of like the my mine. 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 But then you go other places and they have this sense of like, no, I do what's best for the country. For the motherland. I do what's best for my community. I just trying to survive. They have a different code of conduct. And I think the more almost the more basic your society is, you're almost more equipped for evolution because like people who live on islands, they're the happiest people because they know everything that I work for they could be gone food, when that shit gets fire. wiped away in a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. So they have a different sense of their, their attachments have evolved right. to deal with their circumstances. But we're so isolated and we have so much technology and stuff protecting us that we're not willing to adapt to wearing face masks. I Man. fucking hate the face mask. That shit sucks. <laughs> but it's like, is it is it really infringing on my rights? Is it that no. terrible? <laughs> is, am I really being, am the, I really being like, I don't know. It's just so interesting to be like, I shouldn't have to wear this because I'm a sentient being and I should be able to do what I want. But should I also think about the people around me? Think about grandma. Think <sighs> about fucking, yeah, exactly. Ah, exactly. So- but the thing is, the thing is, is like I, I think of it as like a common courtesy. A lot of people have been like, you know, like, what does wearing a face mask really protect? It, it ain't going to protect COVID. Like, COVID can get right through the mask. Well, then so can your O2 levels, right? Like, if, if a small particle can get in, then small particles out of your breath can get out. And what I really understand it as is like people have a hard time doing this covering their mouth and then just fucking sneezing in it they sneeze they cough like this on produce products whatever and if some serious shit is going down it's just like well then cover like just force cover because most you guys can't even really do it anyways you, you, you know what i'm saying most people can't even do it anyways i i i wear one i got a fucking beard it sucks but it's not the end of the world for me if a doctor and nurse can and you wear gotta it, do way more than wear your mask realistically yeah everybody's caught up in this mask shit like that's what you gotta do to combat it like yeah you still gotta wash your hands you still wash gotta sanitize hands, yeah. you still gotta just like there's a whole lot of yeah you gotta distance you gotta and do. you gotta make sure that that how you're congregating right granted we're all together and none of us are wearing masks release of uh confidential information there as we're taping the sensei said so show nobody's right we're in a group of less than eight (laughs) we're 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 essentially social distancing but you know there's a lot of stories of of families that have been decimated because they had a birthday party mm-hmm. and Facts. and it's like well we're all you know uh, we're family so i mean we i'm don't standing wanna, yeah and further it's like, away from you guys and the guy at the grocery store with no mask on standing next to me so whatever but <laughs> i had that moment yesterday because it was one of my closest friends birthdays and i was like my first instinct is oh yeah i'm pulling up at the house i'm bringing the kids to what's see your up kids. It's just what we do. And then, like, he was like, well, yeah. you got to wear a mask. And then he talked more about it. And I was like, I was like, oh, I, that's exactly what I did. If you didn't hear that, I did play PlayStation. But before <laughs> I did that, I had to think about Never how mind. the luxury of just going to see a friend on a birthday. And not think about that. And not think about mm. it. That's not the new, that's, that's, that's the new norm. That's yeah. what we live in now. But one of the things that I really love is that it's just upping people's standard of, like, 
cleanliness. It, it really is. Facts. Because it, it, is. it makes me wonder, what in the fuck were y'all doing before? Dude, <laughs> did I tell you guys the story about the jazz game I was at when, like, right before it went nuts? Like, the one of the last, I think it was the last jazz game. It was the very last jazz game before COVID. With and we were at zero. it. Yeah. And I was in the restroom going to the bathroom and everything was wash your hands, social distance. It wasn't even, it was pre social distancing. It was wash your hands. That was it. So, like, we, uh, I was in the bathroom, got done, went over to wash my hands. And, like, right before, like, these two guys were washing their hands and one dude was explaining to his friends that before all this, he used to just not even fucking worry about it and all this stuff. And, like, I was just like, see, these are the type of people that need to wear a fucking mask. Like, the type of people who just don't even wash their hands after they piss. Like, the the same people who don't care, pick their nose, fucking pick something up at the grocery store, put it back on the shelf. You know, sneeze into their hand and like what you know, like th- that's the type of like prevention we could really stop by having masks. If you yeah. had a mask and sneeze into your hands, something's kind of in the way. Like, but yeah, when you think back to like <laughs> recently, it was maybe three months before COVID <laughs> yeah. kind of took over. There was a scandal in Draper where in the Draper Beto's, one of the cooks was pissing in the fucking next to the food. Mm-hmm. And it's like that shook me from ever going and eating out. But Fuck now it's Beto's like now. I love. Oh, yeah. I haven't gone to Beto's. Since, <laughs> yeah. since I lost my I'll go to Alberto's instead. I've had to figure out other places. There's great places in Utah County, but that shit is far. Yeah. But I just love now that it's like, oh, like now you guys have to do certain things. All you masked up. All of you gloved yeah. up. Like this should have been the norm because I can't trust for you. For the I food watch. industry for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But even beyond the food industry, you know, exactly. it's probably 10 years ago now that, that uh, I took a trip to Japan. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm no expert on the, uh, uh, the governance uh, of Japan other than to say that I know that it's a, you know, it's a free capitalist society essentially like ours. But, um, you know, people wear masks there not because there's a pandemic, not because they know that they're sick. Or even that they are afraid of someone else getting them sick. It's just like, hey, this is just decent odds to decrease stuff that could happen. It's like, you know. it's. I think your perspective is different when you live on an island, but you're a super first world country. Like you have a big city. It's like, yeah, we got to take a little bit more You cruise around and, man. Everybody's wearing masks. Like I say, this is like this is like ten years ago. So you know their uh, attitude toward it there is so very different, and uh, it, it certainly it's been interesting to but me. To be to fair, see. they've been practicing. They've been practicing. Yeah, they've been practicing. absolutely. They've they had have. a flu for every animal in their in their right, uh, their the New Year system. Food. They've but, gone but, through chickens, and we ain't been practicing. <laughs> And you saying we ain't been practicing? Yeah, no, we haven't had no, no pandemic. So you, yes, we have. Oh. What do you mean we haven't had no pandemics? Not one. <laughs> no, no, hold on. Let me change that. Not one we cared <laughs> where, about. Where do you Talk live? Swine flu or bird flu. We didn't give a fuck about any right, of I'm saying yeah. we didn't have one we cared about. When exactly. there was West That's Nile, point. everybody point. went outside. <laughs> when there was H1N1. We had, we, we've had every yeah, reason to take facts. precautions, too, and we just, every time, we're, nah, it won't happen again. Yeah, and the flu, ne- every we winter. Got, we got past it, it Pure negligence. So you would say, we handled it like Allen Iverson. But Practice. that's the thing, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, yeah, we, we have time not out. been, do- and, and we're going to not handle this one well. Time out, And it's not going to be the last time one. Time out, because, like, saying? when we out here just sitting there, like, arguing, like, you know there's some people out here who are just like, nah, man, Trump took no action, blah, blah, blah. Motherfucker, we ain't take no action for the goddamn like a millionth time. Like, <laughs> like say, it was before Trump. It was before this. Like, I mean, Bush era. Whenever H one N one came out, like we were not taking action for these things, and and we pay for it as a people. Right. We pay for it as a people, and like you know whatever. Like Trump is not helping the fucking cause, but we're not helping the fucking cause as like American people. So but I think like, it goes back to one of my favorite quotes. I probably should get it tatted on me at this point attitude reflects leadership facts a leader doesn't necessarily have to be the solution but you kind of have to set the tone for how people need to act until motherfuckers can come up with a solution exactly exactly (laughs) right now twitter is a more reliable source of information than really anywhere you can (laughs) that's terrifying 
dude. Well, it's a it's it's both a more reliable source of information and a completely garbage source of the information depending is, on who you follow. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's right. YouTube I mean, talk about the water the same way, man. YouTube used to be the place where you could find the fucking truth, and now everyone is just they've discovered it. That whoever has been lying to these motherfuckers have discovered YouTube, and like that is where ninety nine percent of the right wing media gets their information. Like. It's one YouTube link after another YouTube link after another YouTube link. And I'm just like, just wait till they find the fucking 9-11 YouTube links and shit. Holy shit. Like, if they start believing this wild shit. They gonna believe anything. Yeah, it's it's an interesting time. And I look at, like, the company that I work for. And it was an idea to get everybody to work from home that was passed around for a long time. But... Out of uh, out of tragedy comes innovation. Out of hard times comes the ability to move forward. And they made changes that we've never seen before. And now things probably are never going to be the same. And it's just so interesting to think about movies and the movie experience never going to be the same. No, like, right? Can you imagine sitting in a movie theater now? Next, no. to, I hated sitting next to strangers. Anyway, <laughs> I can't wait right. to get back to the movies. I, but I then, but then you see this is another when they say like nothing's new under the sun. We're about to see the rebirth of drive-in movies, yeah. drive-in yeah. restaurants, virtual reality. When people were coming up to your cars, they're going to be like, Sonic. you know, all of our people have to walk to the cars. We should put them on like rollerblades, and now we have Sonic. servers. <laughs> and everything's watch. Everything just repeat. Yo, that's it, man. So it's an interesting time we live in, and I think we're seeing a reset, but also we're seeing a change for something new. So we're going to be your senseis through all of it. Mm. You already know what we do. We did it years ago, and we're back again to keep guiding you. Keep going, baby. Let's roll it. So let's listen to some music. Let's give you a chance to take it up to the moment, and then we're going to come back with some more on the Sensei Sensei Show. Cowboy standing at my door. No, I will not open up. Fuck you at my house, fuck. If you wanna get in, better show up with the paperwork. Comply or I fucking die is not the way the system works. You must have amnesia because you forgot you work for me. Pixie, you don't work for free. You are still an employee. You are in the system with a set of rules I don't agree. Laws are for the profit and the genocide of people like me. So you are not welcome. You Come to save the day Can I get a warning nigga Let me go my fucking way See, I'm already late Damn, I had to be at the office by eight Is you a human man, can you relate? Do you not realize why my people hate? You think you're above the law Then I think I'm above it too And every time you come around It's middle fingers to your crew So you were not welcome The devil is not welcome here We do not mean trouble But we do not stand in fear But you have been trouble Trouble for a Please don't let the devil in. Twelve is at the door. Please don't. 
that was Devilish Noel Come Here by your very own Sensei, VO Sensei. Y'all make sure y'all check that out, musicclan.com and musicclan.com. We appreciate everybody listening and tuning in this episode. It was a very enlightening one. I love where it's going. <laughs> I really do. So yeah. thank you for tuning in to the Sensei Said So Show. I am still your Sensei, VO Sensei, 24th Dread Kage at a music clan mamba mentality. Boom. And y'all already know what shadow the go-to the villain leader of the water nation, the Zion Panther. And y'all make sure y'all double cup your vitamins for me. <laughs> TerryBurton.com. Good to be here with you fellas. Yo, it's Zach Ivy, man. Get it right records.com. Peace. Your vitamins. Dude, that's a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs>